As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. There's no crying in baseball! I ate his liver with some father beans. I skinned. If I can change, and you can change, everybody can change! And welcome to another episode of Your Next Favorite Movie. I am your host, Josh G. And today, I am joined by the director of the new documentary, Valerie. Please welcome Stacy Souther to the show. Hey, hey, how are you, buddy? I can't complain. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good. A whole lot better now than I'm here with you. No, there you go. Hey, I like to hear it. <laughs> So why don't you tell everyone, well, tell, tell everybody what this documentary is, first off. We'll start with that. I did a documentary about the actress Valerie Perrine. Uh, if you're a movie fan, she was a huge movie star in the 70s, into the 80s. If you ever saw Superman, which I'm sure most of you have, she was Miss Teschmacher, Lex Luthor's girlfriend. She's the one that jumps you know her mother lives in Hackensack she jumps in the water and saves Superman takes the kryptonite off the neck off his neck and kisses him and she was in a movie called Lenny about Lenny Bruce with Dustin Hoffman uh that Bob Fosse directed and she was nominated for everything for that movie um she was nominated for an Oscar and she won everything else she won the BAFTA she won Cannes she won like basically everything except uh, the Oscar which she should have won but um yeah it's about it's about her amazing life um, she was a Vegas showgirl. She was literally discovered in Hollywood. I mean, this, it's a really crazy, uh, interesting uh, documentary. And the second half of it is about, she has Parkinson's disease now. So it's about her battle with Parkinson's. So it's got all the cool Hollywood, Vegas, and all this amazing stuff. And then it goes into uh, kind of like the onset of her Parkinson's till you know, till like a couple of years ago. Okay, so how did you come in contact with Valerie and what made you want to put this doc together? Valerie and I live in the same neighborhood. We met in 2006. Uh, we bumped into each other walking dogs and, it, you know, it was just a, hey, hello. I didn't know who she was. She had a big, big floppy hat on, big sunglasses, you know, kind of her, her signature look. And I did think, oh, that's a pretty good looking lady. And then what happened was we bumped into each other probably a, I'd say like a week and a half later, we started chatting and she invited me to go on a, this secret dog hike that she would take her dog on. And so we kept kind of talking and I was like, oh, what do you do? She goes, I'm an actress. I was like, oh, she asked me what I did. That's sorry. What do you do? And I was like, I'm an actress. And I was like, what about you? She's like, I'm an actress. I was like, okay, that's cool. And we keep talking, keep talking. And then she had given me her email address. And this will tell you how long ago this was. It was a hotmail address. Because that was how I was going to get in touch with her, you know. And kind of at the end of our conversation, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm really bad with names. Because it was her name, uh, her email address. I was like, what's your name again? <laughs> and she goes, do you know what IMDB is? Like, yeah, I'm an actor. Of course I do. She goes, did you ever see the movie Lenny? I was like, well, I know. I, I kind of know what it is. I've never seen it. She literally goes, did you ever see Superman? Yeah, of course. I was Miss Teschmacher. 
oh, okay, I know who you are. I, I gotcha. And a funny side note, I'd say like a year or so before that, I had a really bad cold and I never slow down. I keep going, keep going, keep going. But it was a Sunday. I thought, you know what, I'm going to chill out at home, you know, just rest and, and, you know, get some rest and feel better. So I was watching movies. I put Superman in, which I'd seen, you know, like everybody else a hundred times. I don't know. And as I'm watching it, I thought, huh, I wonder what ever happened to that lady. And she literally lived a half a block away from me. <laughs> that's crazy. And wow. I mean, that's how we met. And then uh, the second part of your question, like how did I decide to do a film about her was we, we just became really good friends after that. I, the best way to describe our relationship is she's like my mother. We have like that type of relationship. And I've been saying for, you know, quite a while, like this is, again, this is like 2008 or something, somewhere in there. I kept telling her somebody should do a documentary about you. you know, somebody should do a documentary. And this is before documentaries are like they are now, you know, there was streaming wasn't a thing. It wasn't even invented yet. So documentaries weren't, you know, they were a thing, but they weren't huge like they are now. And then what happened was because of her Parkinson's, she, uh, it was kind of beginning of her Parkinson's, but she had a bit of a shake and she was going to have this brain surgery called DBS, deep brain stimulation. It's kind of a complicated thing, but they go in, they go in your head and they put this probe in and run this wire down and they put a battery pack kind of like a, uh, like kind of near your underarm or something. So when that's on, you know, if it's on the left side, it makes the shaking stop on your right side and vice versa, or some people get them on both sides if they're really shaky. Anyway, so that was coming up and I thought, this is a once in a lifetime thing. It needs to be shot. And I'd fallen into shooting several months before because of David Arquette. Something came up and David was like, Stacy can shoot it. I was like, I don't know. I've never picked a camera up. I don't know. When, oh, it's easy. Here, use mine. And I just kind of had a, a knack for it. So I, I kind of learned on the fly how to, how to kind of shoot. And I was kind of good at it, I guess. And so I borrowed a camera when she was having the surgery. And, and that was the start of it. And when you see the documentary, you see like hospital footage that I shot of her, um, you know, uh, in the, in the, pre-surgery you know like right before she goes in and then afterwards and all that stuff all right so where can everyone find this like where is it's widely available at this point right yeah uh the easiest place to find it is if you go to valeriemovie.com uh that has links to where it's streaming it's streaming on um apple tv itunes google play youtube it's not on Amazon yet. I know the distribution company's working on that. Um, so it might be on there at some point, but that's where you can stream it now. And then you can also, uh, you can get the DVD, uh, which for people who like to have a physical copy, cinephiles or older people that, you know, don't really get streaming yet. Uh, it's available on, on uh, DVD on you can order on, order it on Amazon or Walmart.com or Barnes and Noble. When was the last oh. time you said Barnes and Noble? It's been a minute, right? But uh, I have a couple near me. I use them for the Criterion half off sales. So I oh, can't. nice. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's available in all those uh, all those places. Um, and 
another thing I'll just throw in, there's a, you'll see a link on the ValerieMovie.com. There's a GoFundMe set up for her to help with her, her care because of the Parkinson's. And if anybody wants to donate to that, you can go through there and click on that. Or if you just go to GoFundMe and put Valerie Prine in, it'll take you to that page too. So, um, but all that, all that money goes uh, to help her out with uh, the care for her Parkinson's. Uh, awesome. So should have asked this before I let you give that information. So did you not, did you not want to go into directing before this? Like, is this your first foray into directing or? Uh, I moved, I moved to LA to be an actor. Right. That's what I originally came for. And that was my focus for several years. And again, I, I fell into shooting. That was because of David Arquette and Christina Arquette, his wife. And um, I just kind of, kind of had a knack for it. And again, like once the surgery happened for, uh, for Valerie and I shot that, I decided, oh, let me, you know, let me reach out to all these different people she knows and um, see if I can get interviews. And, you know, that's how I got, you know, who's in the movie, uh, Jeff Bridges, George Hamilton, Angie Dickinson, uh, Richard Donner, the late, great Richard Donner. Stacy Keach, I'm looking at my list because there's just too many for me to remember. Uh, Lonnie Anderson, Howard Hessman, who we just lost. Who else here? Uh, Sarah Douglas, uh, for all you Superman fans. Andrea Brooks, if you're a Supergirl fan, because she's she's the first Miss Teschmacher since Valerie. So if you've ever seen Supergirl, she's her and her and John Cryer is Lex Luthor. So they have they're in cahoots on there. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, I got all those really cool people uh, to do interviews and stuff. Okay, so, like, what time frame? Like, when was this shot? Like, obviously, it went started way back, and then went to like, what was the time frame on this? From then till it getting released a couple of weeks ago, uh, it was like eight years. I started shooting the end of January 2014, and again, I didn't have like a you know, a time frame per se, you know, I just kind of, cause also getting interviews with people when you're dealing with celebrities, you got to do it on their schedule. There are people that were like, Oh, Oh yeah. I'll, I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to do an interview. And, you know, you have to talk to their assistant or whoever it is. And it's like, Oh, you know, he's out of the country for the next four months. You know, can you, can you call back like when he's back? you know, and then we'll try to set something up. So there were certain people that I just had to, it took a while to, to nail them down, I guess is the best way to say it. But it, it worked for this film because you see the progression of the disease, you know, you see her where she's still able to do, you know, able to do everything. And then it goes to where she's bedridden. Because there's a part in the, there's a section in the film, uh, in the Parkinson's part, where it's basically, um, it's kind of a day in the life, is what I like to say. So you see what, uh, where she was at that moment, and, you know, what, you know, a caregiver and, you know, people, you know, somebody having to do things that we take for granted uh, or you know. Well, that's interesting, because I did, I did, like I said, I wasn't able to actually watch it, but I did watch the trailer. So that just kind of happened that way and wasn't the original intent of the doc documentary. Um, well, I, the way, I mean, I was going to show the Parkinson's cause that was all part of her story. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of, kind of went with the flow of it again. Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have like a big plan laid out, you know, cause I didn't have any certain time. I mean, I, in my mind, I was like, Oh, this won't take long. And you know, it took a little longer. I mean, between me starting in literally when it was really finished, basically when, when it was done, done, when the cut was the way it was supposed to be, that was probably the end of, it was probably like 2020, like the beginning of 2020. So if you look at it that way, it would have been what, like six years, six years. Yeah. About yeah. six years. But you know, then COVID kind of slowed everything down. And uh, I mean, it was, you know, I, I also, I did some, a bunch of film festivals, but I only, um, I only submitted to, uh, academy qualifying film festivals because of what the piece was about and who it was about and you know Valerie was nominated for an Oscar so I thought you know this is my not you know that's this is the best chance for the film and it did it was it was uh it was being considered for the Oscar so that was pretty good for my first movie yeah that that's that's pretty good <laughs> you can't take that away yeah and actually the film is in the it's in the uh the permanent collection of uh, of the academy, so it's forever. It's it's there. They it's there for till the end of time. So that was that was a surprise. Like after the fact, they they sent me an email and you know like oh it's going to be in the permanent collection of uh, you know the, the the academy awards. I was like oh okay that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that that's definitely a pretty awesome feat there. So congratulations yeah. on that then. Thanks, man. All right, so we're going to transition. We're going to go back to the the year of my birth, 1985, and talk about Uh, Back to the Future. Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis bring you Back to the Magic. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? Back to the Fantastic. Back to the Action. Whoa, this is heavy. Back to the Past. An absolute dream. Get a grip on yourself. Back to the Future. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. In Back to the Future, rated PG. One of the best movies ever. Come on, I know, I, I, I can hear the fans now out there. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm surprised no one had brought this one to me yet. After doing this for a little over a year, I thought someone would have brought it. Well, I did have someone who mentioned it, and we couldn't ever make it work. So when you said, it, I was like, "Well, been long enough." I'm going to let you have it. <laughs> yeah, I might as well have it. Come on. I saw that movie at the theater when it came out, and I must have seen that film. Because, you know, back then, movies were, they would stay in the theater longer. You know? Right. So I remember that movie came out, I believe, in July of 85. And I remember it being on till like, November or something in my hometown. And, you know, I saw it probably... Jeez, I probably saw that movie like 10 times over those over those several months, you know, because also we only had I think we had two movie theaters and one had maybe three theaters in it. And the other one, I think, had five. So we had a decent turnaround of stuff, but it was just such a good movie. So magical, you know. So for anyone on the off chance they have not seen it, tell everyone what Back to the Future is about. Oh, Back to the Future. If you haven't seen it you have to see it immediately um back to the future let me see if i can do this without making it too long um 
Back to the Future is, a, is about uh, a guy in high school, Michael J. Fox. Everybody knows who he is, hopefully. And um, he's, he accidentally goes back in time 30 years. So he goes back to 1955. And then he accidentally runs into his parents and kind of kind of messes up their first meeting where they end up falling in love. And it messes up the whole time continuum and all this stuff. So what basically happens is it, it endangers his chances of ever being born because you know his mom kind of falls in love with him, which is really kind of weird. <laughs> But yeah, it's got great cast in it, and you know, it's it was just it, it's a movie that's so well done. It holds up now; you can watch it now, and it's still good. And I didn't really give it justice in my uh, my description. You have to really see it, but yeah, it's so good. Right. So, well, now's your chance. Give it a little just talk about what it is you love it. What what keeps you coming back to it as at least one of your top favorites? Um, you know, there's just something magical about that movie. I, I, you know, every time I've seen it, and I haven't, I haven't watched it in a while now, so I need to watch it again. But you know how sometimes you're watching a movie and there's that one part where it just, it's that magic. You just feel this thing inside of you when that moment happens. It's like, you know, when Superman, like, like when, Lo, you know, when he pulls the car out of the ground, Lois is dead and he's like, does that, that scream and he starts going around the <laughs> earth. There, you know, you just have that, like, there's just something magical about it. Um, but yeah, I think it, you know, it deals with time travel and, you know, changing things. And again, you know, it's just such a well, uh, well-crafted story. You know, it's like Robert Zemeckis directed it and uh, he was one of the writers on it. It's just such a, uh, it's just one of those things. It's like a fun, nostalgic movie and uh, it's magical. All right, so let's let's get your thoughts on the sequels. You know, I didn't really like the sequels. Neither one of them. Um, the second one I didn't like really because I'm again because I loved it so much. You know, and I think it was the movie came out in '85. I think the the second one came out in like '89. I think, and then the third one came out like right after that. Um. I did, yeah, the second one, I, I, I remember seeing it and I was like, wow, that to me, it just didn't capture what the first one had. The third one was, was better, you know, I, I liked it a little more, but, you know, they go best in the whole thing. Again, it was okay, but yeah, the first one's it for me. Like, I, I mean, to me, that's, that, that could be a standalone film on its own. Okay, that's, well, I'll... I'll shock you right now, and I have not watched the sequels to this at all. Oh, see, you you, you know you know that it's a good movie on its own. <laughs> yeah i I bought the trilogy last year and watched the first one for the first time. Honestly, did <laughs> you feel some? Did you feel some magic? Yeah, it was good. It was for some reason I always thought Back to the Future. I was like, no, at this point, it's not going to hold up. It's too old, and this is a movie I need to see as a kid. But it was a really good movie. So. Yeah, yeah, and the but, special effects work and everything. It's not right. Like sometimes you see something, you're like, "Oh wow!" Like I can't imagine seeing that at the time and like thinking, you know, you'll see something that's like top of the the newest special effects at the time. You're like, you're like, "Wow!" And then you know you see some <laughs> the same thing years later, and then you're like, 
oh wow that looks really kind of not, mm-hmm. not 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 great because we're so you know things are so amazing now you know right but that movie i think everything pretty much holds up it did i agree it held up i gave it a nice high rating but i also, I felt satisfied and didn't feel the need to go to the sequels. Yeah. Although I got to admit, going back to the to the West sounds really fun. I just haven't taken the dive to go do it. Cause... Do it, man. You, here's what you got to do. Just <laughs> do a late night, you know, like a, fr- a weekend. Have a little double feature, order a pizza. Like, just <laughs> like dig in and like, I'm just going to enjoy a couple of movies. All right. So this, this kind of works nicely since you weren't a big fan of the sequels. Let's say you had gotten to create your own sequel and you can go back to the 80s with all the cast. What would you have liked to have seen done? Although I'm guessing you probably wouldn't have wanted a sequel because the movie's perfect and I get it. But that's what I do here. Yeah. Wow. My own sequel. That's tough because (laughs) I didn't like the way the sequels turned out. I mean, because then it was, you know, sometimes a movie's so good and then they're like, oh, we have to make some sequels. You know, when they try to capitalize and get the cash for it, and but they they don't have that that same the same magic, the same heart that the original did. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd make a sequel. You know, I mean, to me again, I feel like it's a one-off thing. But yeah, I, I can't really think of what I would do because like, yeah, yeah, they send them. Yeah, you know, when the other ones they go into the future, and it's like okay, like what's that like? But uh, you know, it's I don't know. I, like I said, there's so many little things that I don't like about the sequels. You know, it's like, okay, here, here your kids are in the future. Yeah, they're Michael J. Fox playing his kids. Like, that's lame. That's like, that's like some kind of lame, like, you know, like, like an 80s sitcom thing. And those little tricks. All right, let's go to the, what could happen, and that's a remake. A remake. If there was a remake. I thought about this because I knew that was one of your questions. So I had to really think about it. I'm the Marty McFly, the Michael J. Fox part. That was easy. Tom Holland. Oh, okay. I can totally see Tom Holland because, you know, you've seen him in Spider-Man. Like he can totally, he, he could look like a, like a, like a high school kid still, you know, like it works for Doc Brown. I thought of two different people. One would be, what is it? Uh, is it J.K. Simmons? Is that his name? The guy who's the guy who's in Spider-Man. Spider-Man Jonah uh, Jameson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's J.K. Simmons. A, yeah, he's such an amazing actor. <laughs> he can do anything. But the other guy I was thinking of is, because um, I had to look his name up, because I, I know I was going to get it wrong. Uh, Richard Jenkins. Okay, I know you're talking about. Like, like, I think either one of those guys could do a great Doc Brown, you know? They could they could bring something really interesting to it. Um, the rest of the cast, this is tough. I don't know a lot. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Know yeah, no, I, I agree. Young, I, I don't know a lot of like young actors. You cast your main two and get your starting point, and you kind of go from there. I agree. Yeah. With that. I mean, the only other thing to cast is what car do you use? I mean, that <laughs> DeLorean was pretty iconic. I mean, the I mean the whole DeLorean thing, like that company was going under. Like it was it was totally failing and this movie like pumps so much uh uh interest into those cars i mean now people you know those cars wouldn't be as collectible i don't think if it wasn't for this movie that's a lot of times when people saw them for the first time when they were like you know kids my age you know back then 
Right. And I would think that they would, for the purpose of nostalgia and just is different. I, I would think they would just bring that back, honestly. Yeah, they just have to use the same way. It's like whatever the uh that uh that last Ghostbusters movie. One you know, that's what people wanted to see. They wanted to right. see the what Ecto one and you know, they want to see the original Ghostbusters or whatever, you know, because that's, again, it's nostalgia. People love that stuff. All right, man. I think that's going to wrap it up. Tell everyone, once again, where they can find you, where they can find the dog, all that good stuff online. Go rent it. Go buy it. All that good stuff. All the good stuff is go to ValerieMovie.com and all the links to streamers are there and where you can buy the DVD. Um the GoFundMe for Valerie's there. And I'll go ahead and say, because that's a separate thing. You know, if you do, uh, if anybody does contribute, uh, a thank you from me, from the bottom of my heart, because like I said, um, every dollar helps her out. That's really important to me. Um, you can find, she's easy to find. If you look on, um, if you look on, um, let's see, uh, Twitter, she's the Val Perrine. She always has really all of, you know, she always just puts up old pictures that are in, she's funny and there's really cool stuff you won't see anywhere else. Instagram, she's Valerie Perrine official. She's on Facebook. You know, you can just look her name up. Uh, me, you just look my name up on Instagram. I'm more there. So uh, Stacy Souther, it'll be like a cartoon. Oh, I was going to say, I might even have one here. <laughs> it's like a cartoon of me wearing sunglasses. You know, it's just like a thing. But it look, you'll see it and you're like, oh, that's that guy. All right. As always, you can follow the show at YNF Movie Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Easiest thing, go to linktr.ee slash YNF Movie Pod. Have social media, podcast platforms, YouTube channel, my letterbox, all that stuff. Uh, next week. I think I know what's coming, but it's not recorded yet, so I'm not going to say what it is in case it falls through. So, But I will have something. And until then, you guys take care, and I will talk to you next time.